Hi, everybody, and welcome to our podcast episode. My name is Nina DiCarlo. And my name is Michelle Corvani, and we're going to talk to you guys about taxes in prison and um, how taxes can help incarcerated individuals better themselves um, and just keep growing as a person after the hardships that they've been through throughout life. Yeah, so we can help them better themselves by keeping these educational programs available to them while they are incarcerated. And for our podcast, we got the great opportunity to talk to someone who was formerly incarcerated. And we got the opportunity to talk to him about the programs that he was a part of inside and how that program was run from tax money and how that helped him become the best version of himself for when he got released. Um, Obviously, there's a lot more things to this person that got him through um, his hardships. He has um, family, he has um, kids, so obviously there are other um, aspects to life where it did help him get to where he is today. But these educational programs, like like he told us, he said um, it it was just the beginning to realize that he wanted to get his life together because he never got to finish high school when he was a kid. Um, He was born and raised um, locally here in Nashua, New Hampshire. Um, He started to have a hard time in middle school. He started getting in the wrong crowd, um, hanging out with the wrong kids and, you know, smoking pot, doing drugs, drinking at such a young age. And he just started to get involved in the streets and um, he still regrets it till this day. And it was really interesting when we were talking to him because Uh, Multiple times throughout his teenage years, he was getting arrested and he would find himself uh, in county jail at the age of 17. But despite that, you know, he still kind of pushed himself to keep moving and try and better himself. And that was something that we learned never really stopped with him. He did emphasize that um, he needed help from his kids. Um, He said there was a time period where he could not see them. And um, going through the educational program made him realize that um, he did want to see his kids and, and his, his mind was getting better just by doing this. Um, I think taxes are kind of a touchy subject. Um, a lot of people have different views on those, but one thing that, I, that we think people should agree on is that no matter what somebody has done, they still deserve a chance to better themselves and um, take those taxes and use them for something to help these people get through the hardships that they've gone through in life. And one thing that uh, he was talking about when we had spoke to him, I don't know if you actually remember, he was, uh, we were video calling with him and he was saying how you know, he does have a family outside of this incarceration facility and he has a life and he has a family and children and he wanted to better himself because at one point, no matter when somebody gets released from prison, they're going to be your neighbor. And it all depends on who you want to be living right next to you or across the street. And if you know that that person maybe formerly is incarcerated, would you rather have them come out knowing that While they were in there, they were educated, they had jobs, they were working, and, you know, they kind of knew that when they went in there, they were going to better themselves and turn their life around while they were on the inside, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I think I, um, I remember that briefly. He also said, um, 
you know, when people get incarcerated, automatically people think that they're monsters. And, um... <laughs> Yeah, um, I actually think I briefly remember him talking about that. He did say that, would you rather have a monster live next to you or somebody who's incarcerated and formerly a monster living next to you? And I think that was something of, that really hit home for me, and I think it would for a lot of people. I think that a lot of people just automatically think how somebody is just because they're incarcerated. You don't really know what anybody's going through in life. And the fact that he says that about himself is kind of, you know, it, it's a little disheartening because, you know, he he is a good guy. We've met him and he just went down the wrong path and he had a hard childhood. He had an abusive stepfather and he just never had that role model to show that you can always better yourself. It was always just, you are who you are and it sucks if you go through hardships like you have to go through that alone but being incarcerated and having those educational programs within New Hampshire has really helped him be where he is today. And that's something that's really challenging for you to learn on your own especially when you don't have a particular person in your life that you're looking up to it becomes really challenging for you to be able to better yourself on your own. And, you know, we learned through his experience that for the majority of his own life, he was doing it trial and error periods to kind of learn how he could slowly continue to make himself better each time. Yeah, and I think it's like really unfortunate. I'm going to speak a little personally too. You know, when, when I used to hear that people got arrested and they were incarcerated, kind of like thinking, oh, like, what what are they doing? Like, why would they make that mistake without, like, thinking of their background? And But after talking to this um, formerly incarcerated individual, it, he, he opened my mind and he made me realize that everybody's not in there because of themselves. Like, people are in there because of the stuff that they, what they've been through. And he said 90% of those guys that are incarcerated are just trying to do better. It's just those small handful of people that just don't find their way. And it's unfortunate that they don't have an outlet to find or anything to refocus themselves on. But going on to him um, and his educational program, high, there was a high school in the prison that offered real credits. He talked about how he never got to graduate high school and that was one of his bigger regrets that he's had. He took advantage of it to become better and he did it, he did that on his own. And he did say that he missed the first summer while he was incarcerated of this program. That next summer he ended up going into the program and he, he thought, why didn't I do this last year? Why couldn't I find myself earlier? It's, it's unfortunate that there was more programming that when he was incarcerated compared to now. And he thinks that things need to go back to where it was and help these young kids and, and even adults get that degree and go through that programming because he thought it was very beneficial to him. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be beneficial really to anybody who is incarcerated. You know, that, that program contributed to his change for the better. And those tax fundings are really what helped him out to get that high school degree or 
you know, to get a job while he was in there and continue to make money. Like we had already mentioned, he did have a family on the outside. He had children that, you know, he still wanted to take care of and he wanted to be there for them. And when he came out, he still had those, you know, dreams and hopes that he knew he was going to be right back there with them. And he needed to do whatever he could to make his life better. Yeah, I think, I think, um, the individual that we spoke to was a little bit more fortunate than a lot of other people. A lot of people really don't have a family like he does. And I think from the choices that he's made in his past and the fact that all he was thinking about was his family was incredible. And I, I think it's a great outlet for him. But just to get off track a little bit with him, a little stat, according to Vary.com, 64% of incarcerated individuals between the ages of 18 and 74 had at the most a high school degree. Having a high school degree, like, yeah, it's an accomplishment if you're incarcerated and you were never able to get that degree. But when these individuals get out, they want to go to college. After he got out, he was talking about how he took a couple classes in college, but it was unfortunate that he didn't have enough money to do so. Helping these people further education beyond high school, using our taxes for a certain amount of year, even if it's just at a specific program, whether they have to go back to a certain school, specifically for people who are formerly incarcerated or needed help to make it cheaper or more cost efficient. I think it would be a great start for the society that we're in. The tax money goes into funding jobs inside these incarceration facilities and giving opportunities for a second chance education to allow people to better release more with success. And I think success for people who are formerly incarcerated is a big accomplishment for themselves. With these opportunities being offered to people who are formerly incarcerated or incarcerated, I think these opportunities can change the way people's lives are, you know, when they come out and it can alter them to drive for a better future. And I think that's something that's so important. And when we were talking with our guest, one of the big questions that I really had for him is how can all of us educate society on how important this topic is because a lot of people in society don't really understand you know what's going on or how important it is or where their tax money may be going to or kind of where that gets dispersed to on the other end and one of his big things that he said in response to it was that we can highlight the guys that have come home and have been successful being released from incarceration Uh, you know, people who have gotten jobs or have found really great health care or have a family or rekindled their relationships with their friends or family or children and people that are doing really well on the outside now. And I think that's really important for people to understand and for society to see. So it's our job to allow those people who have come home and are successful to let their voice be heard so that society can have a better understanding of what this education is going to go to. Yeah, and I think everybody needs help. You know, we we go through life saying everybody deserves help, but are you still thinking about the people that have no help and have 
gone through things in their life that you probably can't imagine. So we're saying everyone needs help, but incarcerated people need help too. And I think that everybody needs to be thoughtful and aware of that. You know, they got into bad habits, but most of those people need support and an outlet to refocus their energy to something good. Everybody has that here. Everybody, most people, I shouldn't say everybody, can find that outlet and can find that refocus. But it's hard for these incarcerated individuals to find that. And I think they need the help. And I think and I think taxes can lead to incarceration facilities that are better, despite how society may feel. Like in class, we watched a video about how the Germans live when they're incarcerated. But here in America, you know, they're treated they're treated like vermin, really. They're not they're not treated like humans and they're treated like an enemy. Somebody that's treated like an enemy, they're not going to want to better themselves. They're just going to want to prove to you that they are and to just watch out. And I just don't think that helps them get better. Yeah. And I mean, that goes back to society's outlook. You know, society is always biased. Our minds like to group people into different groups. We like our brain to be organized. And that comes with a lot of bias and judgment. And I think that society's always really quick to point their fingers and judge specifically people and specifically people who they might feel, you know, are a threat to them. It's difficult because people who are incarcerated or who are formerly incarcerated are not villains. And I know that that's something that we talked about earlier in this podcast. You know, they're not monsters. They're not villains, especially if they're looking to better themselves. And I think that that's something that really needs to be expressed. You know, this tax money is not going nowhere. It's not going, you know, into random people's pockets. The cost of incarceration is already very high. Just to have those, you know, facilities stay in the in the works and not only to mention that, you know, those people are going to be in there working, they're in there to get education and they're in there to better themselves. And the more successful that people are on the inside, the more successful they're going to be when they get released. And I think that's something that society needs to understand so that they can understand that, you know, when someone walks through those doors and they are now on the outside, that they shouldn't be looking and pointing their fingers and judging anybody because they're doing a good thing and they're making, taking steps in the right direction. Yeah, and going off of that, Nina, I think it's success is an important part to individuals' minds, whether you're incarcerated or not, because it it really is the kind of thing here where when you're successful, you want to get up and you want to go get your job and you want to make your money because you want to support your family, you want to make your family happy, you you don't want them worrying when their next meal is going to be. So especially with the incarcerated individual that we formerly incarcerated individual that we spoke to he wants to feed his family he wants to be there for his kids and who knows maybe a lot of these people want to go buy the car that they've always wanted or the house that they've always wanted the apartment that they've always wanted and I think success is a big part in mental stability and I think it's important for everybody to have the chance to do that
Awesome. And with that, I believe we're going to wrap it up. Thanks, Michelle, for joining this podcast with me. Thank you for having me, Nina. It was a, um, I think it was a really important thing to go over. And we just want to give a special thank you to the individual um, that was formerly incarcerated that um, helped us and told us their story and um, had a really big impact on us alone. And I hope you guys, too, had a big impact, got a big impact out of this um, throughout this podcast.